Hello, welcome to Raising Eco Minimalists, a podcast that acts as a community and a resource guide for anyone raising kids who care about their mind, body, community, and planet. I'm Laura, your host. I'm mom to a six year old son, and half the time, I feel like I have no idea what I'm doing. Sometimes I feel super lost and alone, and that's where this podcast comes in. Well, thank you so much for being here. Let's dive in. Hello, welcome to another episode of Raising Eco Minimalists. I'm your host, Laura, and as always, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to the show. So today we are going to be talking about all things Valentine's Day and kids. But first, I wanted to share a quick update that I should have mentioned in my season two intro episode. And that is that starting this season, transcripts for each episode will now be available. So if you prefer to read some of these posts or somebody who may be hearing impaired or just likes to read information better, those will be available. The link to the document will be in the show notes. So I'm really excited to be able to offer that with these episodes that are upcoming. And I hope that if something that you've been looking for, you're excited as well. All right, let's get on to the episode. So again, Valentine's Day. My husband and I have never been one to really celebrate Valentine's Day. Not against anybody that does. We just have always felt, I guess, a little inauthentic around it, just because it does seem so commercialized, in our opinion. So when we had my son, I feel like it was always kind of an afterthought because I've just never, we've just never really put a lot of effort into the day. We believe that we should show people that we love them every day. So when my son started daycare and now he's in school, Valentine's Day is usually a bit of a bigger deal. So it's taken me couple years now to kind of get into the swing of things. And like with a lot of eco-minimalist things in life, planning ahead is usually the best way to set yourself up for success. And so because (laughs) it's usually an afterthought for me, I haven't always done the greatest job. So I just wanted to caveat with this that I am by no means a perfect eco-valentine doer or anything like that. And I've kind of just decided that it's not something that I'm going to stress about either. Uh, and that's actually the first tip that I have for you. It's it's kind of one of those holidays, well, I guess like a lot of holidays, that there's so much that's not in our control. We can control what we put out, but say your child has 20 kids in their classroom you essentially, if they do a Valentine's party, you're going to get 19 things back in that you have absolutely no control over. So that's kind of the first tip is just acknowledging that there's a lot we can't control and that there's going to be a lot of stuff coming in and that we're just going to do the best with the knowledge that we have and and go from there. I did think it was really important, though, to talk about Valentine's Day because I know, again, it's a big holiday for some people, 
And according to one source, Americans spent over $20 billion on Valentine's Day in 2021. $20 billion. And so if we are looking to be more conscious about our consumption, which I assume you probably are if you're listening to this or at least interested in learning more about it, that's a that's a number to keep in mind and to potentially start to reevaluate the way we look at our Valentine's Day. So I already gave you the first tip, which is release what we can't control. So the second tip is DIY. DIY your own Valentines for your kids to give out to friends, classmates, grandparents, whomever. Now, I know that this is not a realistic tip for all of us because it does take a little bit more time. But if it is an option for you, I wanted to, of course, put it out there. So DIY. This can be something as simple as throwing a couple of clip art pieces is clip art still a thing? I don't even know. Uh, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Just pictures that are legally obtained from the internet onto a document, and then you can print your own out. This is good if you have kids like my son that like things and shows or games that aren't really mainstream anymore. They're maybe older, and so they don't have Valentine's in those things anymore. And so you can kind of make your own if that's something that you are good at. Maybe you're a graphic designer. You can make really cute Valentines. And that way you can, you just need to print out exactly how many you need. So you don't have to worry about having extra or or wasting resources in that sense. Alternatively, you can also just make your own out of Upcycle Kids artwork or brown paper bags or a cardboard or construction paper you have laying around. And again, you can have your kids help you make just enough that they need. And then you won't have to worry about having extra that you then have to store and remember next year and all of that that comes with it. So DIY is, of course, a great option. And it can be fun if your kids like doing crafts. It can be a fun, maybe snowy day activity or something. All right. So if you are in the position, though, that you just don't have time to make some, but you still want to participate or your kids want to participate, maybe you don't need a whole box. They Sometimes they have really odd numbers. I, when I was looking this year, some had 25, some had 21, some had 16. And that's, I mean, I get it, but it's really inconsistent and annoying because... Sometimes, sometimes it's too much. So, if you have, if you can find a box or bag of Valentines that have enough, you could consider splitting with another parent or another family, and so that way you guys are both saving money or saving resources. And you, again, you don't have to store extra somewhere. Another tip for if you do need to buy your own is to look for activity-based ones. So I've seen some that are like Mad Libs or Ice Spies. There's also some that are, you can like little puzzles and mazes. 
little activity-based ones at least helps give the Valentine another life, even if that may be a short-lived or it could also mean that the item is on a recyclable paper or cardboard. And if the recipient or their guardian parent knows to recycle it, there's an option it could end up there. The last thing that I will say, and this is actually the category that my family and I fall in this year with the move. And we just had COVID in January and I just am not in the mindset to make Valentine's this year as much as it's been fun in the past. So we bought, my son picked out Valentine's that he wanted, and then we bought a couple of extra packs and gave them, or giving them away in our community and the our local buy-sell trade group. And that way we figured that if somebody wasn't able to afford them, or maybe there's a really overwhelmed parent or guardian and they just, that's one thing that's less off their list. It's just a way to connect with the community and give back. And we made sure to tell our son that we were doing this so that he knew that we were again connecting with our community and trying to help other people out. So that's what my family and I did this year. Again, we just bought Valentine's from Target. Nothing fancy or anything there. But that was one way that we could at least kind of step up and align the purchase with our values. Okay, so once the Valentine's come in, then what do you do? You have all sorts of wrappers and you have all sorts of paper and stuff. So you can, of course, upcycle them, make them into a new craft. You can. My son used them one year as pretend money. He played with them for like a couple months after. So yeah, you can make them into gift tags throughout the year. That's really fun. If they don't have a foil or glitter or anything on them, you can recycle them usually. Uh, the shiny paper cannot be recycled, but if it's just a regular plain old Valentine, then it can. And that would be another tip that I forgot to mention earlier is that when you are buying, if you buy from a store, try and find some that don't have glitter or foil because that, just like with gift wrap, that can't be recycled. So we're using, if possible, with the ones that come in. Otherwise, if you can recycle them when your child is done with them, um, you can you can do the ones that um, don't contain any of the things that I just mentioned. Another fun thing that another thing that you can try is for the candy wrappers. So I know it's kind of a big candy holiday, and TerraCycle does have a box that will accept candy wrappers. When I lived in Minneapolis, the Minneapolis Toy Library always purchased at least one box a year, usually around Halloween, to accept candy wrappers. And so it does cost money. It's not super cheap, but if you go in with a community or maybe there's it's something that you can raise money through the PTA and have it for the school or something like that where you can split the cost, it can be a really great option and be a great educational opportunity for kids. That's something you can do with some of the candy wrappers if, if you are able to access a box. And then the final tip I'll share before I get into some specific ideas for more eco-friendly Valentines is kind of 
think about your mindset around Valentine's Day. Again, it's not bad if it's something that you enjoy celebrating and doing, but are there ways that you can uncommercialize it? So is there way, are there ways that you can focus more on spending time with family or your partner? Are there ways that you can do more activity-based things instead of buying each other lots of gifts? If you are interested in learning how to say no to somebody who wants to give you gifts, I do have an episode on that, the podcast, so you can look back and access and get tips there. All right, so finally, I'm going to just quickly share some ideas that you can implement for your kids' Valentines that are a little bit more eco-friendly. If you're able to do so, you have the resources and, and all that jazz. So crayons, you can give out little seeds. I have a post on my Instagram, which I'll link in the show notes, where you can make little seed boxes out of toilet paper tubes. And actually, the little boxes can be used for candy or any other little cute thing, too. It's kind of a fun thing. So seeds, there are companies that sell seed paper that you can give out. You could make bird seed hearts or little bird seed feeders. There's tons of recipes on Pinterest. I already mentioned homemade cards using children's artwork or paper bags, cardboard, anything like that. Stuff like stickers and temporary tattoos, I feel like at least have another life. And I don't, I guess it's probably a wash whether it creates more waste or not, but I feel like at least it gives them something to do out of it. Um, pencils or erasers are always good, depending on who's you're giving it to, if it's a school or a daycare or just friends. I know there's some rules around what type of food can and cannot be given. Like, for example, my son's school, not allowed to have unpackaged goods. So this may not be applicable to you, but I'm throwing it out there. Those little cutie oranges, cookies or brownies or homemade candies. Otherwise, bulk candy is always a good option or eco-friendly candy like Alter Eco, which has compostable wrapping. If it's just a small group, consider secondhand books Valentine's with jokes, which you can make up on your own or see if there's some already made. Little hot cocoa packets can be really fun. Chalk, DIY bookmarks. My son and I used to make bookmarks out of, we'd use a paper plate when he would paint. And so it would just end up being like a plate of, <laughs> of mixed up colors, but we would cut them out and then write little quotes on the back and put them in books at the library. But you could do that and give them out as Valentines. You could make an, a little coloring kit. So if you have a lot of extra crayons and paper, you could cut up paper into small squares and give a couple crayons or markers or colored pencils or something and do a little coloring kit. And then last, I do have a, a tutorial on how to make t-shirt bags, upcycled t-shirt bags, which are fun. Again, this would be probably for if you just have a small group or uh, maybe you're giving out a bigger gift for a parent or guardian or grandparents or something. Um, and I'll link that in the show notes too. And then you can put little, little goodie little goodies in it, but then they get a shirt that is upcycled from your kid, which is kind of fun and special. 
And yeah, so those are those are all the tips that I have for you. It's a quick episode, but I hope it gave you some inspiration and maybe some ideas about ways that you can green up your Valentine's Day either this year or next year. Thank you for joining and talk soon. I really hope you enjoyed that episode of Raising Eco Minimalists. As always, if you enjoyed this episode and you enjoy the show, please consider leaving a review and a rating on Apple and Spotify. You can find out how to do so in the show notes. Additionally, if you want to reach out to me with questions, comments, reflections on the episode, you're always welcome to do so via my email or any of my social media platforms also linked within the show notes. Finally, Please remember that in order to live sustainably, it has to be sustainable for you. Thanks. Bye.